Welcome to the CMO Network podcast. I'm here with today with Charles Pai, who is the CMO in Enchanto. Welcome, Charles. Hi, Jay. Thanks for having me. So um, before we talk about Enchanto and how you're solving omni-channel for global brands, uh, people would love to know a little bit about your journey towards uh, your current role. Um, yeah, so how did you start and how did you end up as the CMO of Enchanto? Um, it's a good question. Um, I think, I mean, aside from, you know, the creativity aspect, the idea of being able to lead your own project and stuff. Um, I think I've, I've always been, you know, even as a kid interested in like, uh, adults and grownups discussions. And I think the idea of marketing, being able to be involved in any project in a company, uh, you know, there's always this brand content strategic aspect that marketing can have, you know, it's, it's own perspective and add a little bit of value. So I think this is what for me is the most exciting part in marketing. This idea that you can be involved in any aspect of a business uh, and, and yeah, being involved in any discussion actually. That's really thoughtful. I love that. Um, so briefly, let's describe to people who don't know, and you're out of Singapore, I believe right now, yeah, right? Exactly. And you originally grew up in France. We were chatting before the interview today. So um, for people who don't know what Enchanto is, uh, could you describe basically what it is? And then we'll yeah. talk a bit more about the marketing side of it. Yeah, so Enchanto is a B2B SaaS company. So we basically um, develop and sell products for the e-commerce and logistics industry. So uh, historically, we've been selling two products, uh, order management system, warehouse management system. So um, uh, pretty classic products. And we actually just launched four new products um, just last week, um, both for uh, more niche activities of the logistic, uh, uh, logistics industry. And one more data product, um, kind of your SEM rush of marketplaces. Uh, so to enable uh, analytics and, and understanding more about your competition and your positioning on, on marketplaces and online channels. Very exciting. Um, Enchanto has been around for a while. And yeah. in terms of, I think you've raised up to Series C now. Um, I think it was 2014. I don't remember uh, when you raised your Series C. Or no, 2020 was the Series C. Yeah, yeah. So actually, Enchanto started uh, a bit more than 10 years ago. Uh, we've been a service provider for a few years. So actually running our own warehousing activities in, in Southeast Asia and supporting brands and other companies to sell and, and to sell online and to, to, to manage all their logistics operation in the region. So... We did that for a few years and actually, um, uh, you know, in the background, we were building our own software. So our own warehouse management system and order management system. Um, and so after a few years of activity, we were, you know, at a, a time when we had to decide, do we want to stay uh, a service company or do we want to become a full software company? Because we actually couldn't really sell our software to the competitors of the service arm of Enchanto. So we kind of decided to start over um, in uh, 2017, 2018, and uh, yeah, become a full SaaS company. So Enchanto is kind of four years old within the body of a 10-year-old company. Just all the expertise, the, uh, the experience that we, we gained over the, the, the years as, as being a service provider, we put that into uh, the development of the products. That's great context. Uh, it makes a lot of sense as well to go, as you say, Charles, from essentially being a service provider and really being a deep expert in how warehouse works and how inventory works and how logistics yeah. works. And, um, and then now enabling other companies that need that expertise through the SaaS offerings. Um, so briefly in terms of ideal customers, I think 
uh, I was reading that you have worked with global players such as 3M, L'Oreal, Maybelline, uh, Telcom Indonesia, and many others. Uh, so could you describe briefly from your point of view, uh, you have different products and services. Yeah. So sort of the historical ideal customer, who they were, who they are, and then uh, we can talk about sort of the customers that you're serving in successive generations. Yeah, definitely. So uh, our products kind of span from, you know, both ends of e-commerce operations. So from the selling parts all the way to the logistic part. So it means that we cover the, the, the whole range of actors of, of the industry. So we will work with companies like L'Oreal, so brands, um, which is our first target market. Um, so we work with brands like L'Oreal, HP, uh, Panasonic, uh, these kind of companies in the region who run all of their operations, uh, e-commerce operations on our software. Um, and then at the other end of the spectrum, we also work with logistic companies. Um, so they use the same software, but for very different purpose, like um, DHL supply chain, like Ascendia, which is also um, uh, an investor of Enchanto and uh, a joint venture between a French Post and Swiss Post. Um, and then in between, we also work with um, distributors, uh, which, which are very popular in, um, in Southeast Asia and distribute brands here in the different countries and uh, retailers also. Um, so we will work with uh, French companies like Decathlon. Um, we work with also um, uh, SM Retail, which is a big uh, retail conglomerate in the, in the Philippines, for example. So I would say, yeah, you have these four buckets, um, uh, in a way, to put it simply, of, of target customers for us. That's really interesting. So in a way, you started off, uh, the company started off as a warehouse service provider yeah. and having its own warehouse. Then you looked at it and started to optimize essentially for warehouses, building the right, you built your own software internally. Yeah. Uh, and essentially said, look, this is a huge problem why don't we offer a pure SaaS solution, get out of the service business so we're not competing against our clients. And now you've sort of um, sort of vertically integrated up and down yeah. the supply chain. It, it, exactly. And so so basically it started in, in Southeast Asia and Singapore where the, the market started to, to get really fragmented. Um, so, you know, with uh, the huge adoption of, of uh, digital uh, in the population um, led to the rise of a lot of marketplaces. So every country had its own marketplace. So for all these global players, um, it was very difficult to, to navigate through the through the noise and, and, and the crowd of, of online channels. Um, so, so we started helping all these companies. Um, and actually, there was this need for um, uh, the ability to manage multi-channel operations to integrate with the marketplaces, integrate with your own web store, integrate then also with all the players on the logistics side. So all these last mile carrier and shipper and shipping carriers, cross-border ones, et cetera. Um, so this is the true nature of the software that we built. So when we designed our WMS, it was a purpose-built platform. There were obviously WMS. It's, it's an old uh, software, an old system that exists in the industry for a very long time, but more for the B2B part. So we wanted to build something dedicated to B2C, um, as we were also seeing all these logistic companies that were starting to get interested and in seeing that they were losing market share, they were at least losing opportunities um, uh, to serve their brands, to serve their customers with B2C operations, which are definitely completely different from B2B operations. Um, so yeah, so this is how we started. And actually by working with brands, we realized that um, uh, some companies even have, you know, brands will have issues, not necessarily with order processing, order orchestration, but even with distributing their catalog. So you have some brands spending billions of dollars every year in advertising, only to realize that on one marketplace in, in the Philippines, for example, they 
the pictures, the content that is distributed online is not the right one. Uh, so they wanted to take control over this. And so with our tools and the integration uh, aspect of, of order management and catalog management system, they can distribute their content that way. So there's a, a whole range of challenges that little by little we also realize. Um, and we, Anshanto has this um, uh, strong uh, value of you know working with customers. So actually four of our customers are now investors of Enchanto. So we also developed with them uh, the, the, these new products. So all these four new products that we just launched last week, um, they're not just built out of thin air. Uh, they come from a, um, a deep connection with our customers. Um, something that we, we, you know, we kind of lost the reality of the field when we stopped doing uh, being um, a service provider. So we had to find a, a relay. So all this expertise of being a service provider, we put it in our OMS, WMS. Uh, but now for all these new products, we had to find other sources. And, and so all these customers, close customers, partners, and even investors, this is what they bring us. Yeah, this is amazing. Um, I love that you, Charles, that you're sharing the way that you work closely with your clients. Some of them have become investors and yeah. that you're using essentially doing like a joint development process, which is really different from a lot of other companies. And, you know, I was looking at this picture, um, which I'll just, uh, I'll put as a link, but it, it shows where the customer sits and then they can order from Flipkart or they can offer from, order from Lazada and you have a new product. Uh, I don't know if this is one of the new ones or one you had before called sell you seller. And oh, yeah, this is the old one. We actually rebranded the name also. Oh, you did. Okay. What's the new name? So, so we had, um, when we launched, so you had on Chanto and we had these two products, the order management system, which is sell you seller, uh, basically, which means sell everywhere, uh, and uh, Vario, which is a warehouse management system. Now with the, the launch of four new products, we had to, to made, make the decision to actually kill those names and, and, and go back to something more coherent across our products. The, the, the nature of our product is also that they speak with each other, having two different brands names for two products was not really, you know, um, self-explanatory that they were connected and they were just actually, it was the same company editing both these softwares. So we went back to something much simpler. And uh, so it, you have Enchanto order management, Enchanto warehouse management, and then the new products also have a simpler name associated with the name Enchanto. So we had to make Enchanto again, the, the hero of um, all this software. So Salisbury yeah. and Mario are, are I mean, obviously still exist and we're transitioning them, but uh, the names are going to be a uh, sundown in the coming weeks. Great. So that's a perfect uh, subject for um, asking you a little bit about um, your sort of your thinking about that shift um, and advice for other CMOs. So from your point of view as a CMO, I think there's a couple of questions. One is um, what challenges do you face in sort of um, addressing you know, this sort of vertically integrated set of customers. Maybe yeah. you could talk a bit about how you approach that and get your message clearly to the right buyers. Um, yeah, it is definitely difficult, uh, even more so in 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 Southeast Asia, where we we we're really operating right now. I mean, although we're we're developing into new regions, um, because the market is also extremely fragmented. When you talk to uh, prospects in Indonesia, absolutely not the same thing as talking to prospects in Thailand, Vietnam, Singapore, etc. So, creating this, making sure that you're coherent across markets, across languages uh, and cultures, uh, is quite complicated. Um, I think, especially when you're talking to that many um, ICPs and, and and targets, you need to 
you need to accept the fact that you can't talk about everything. And I think this was the hardest realization for us. We wanted to say, oh yeah, we can, we do logistics and selling and catalog and, and this and that. And people actually do not necessarily remember you at the end. Um, uh, you know, they need to be able to put your company into a box. It doesn't mean that they will restrict you to this box, but actually you are here in their mind later on as, oh yeah, these are the e-commerce experts guys. So as our ambition, you know, to become kind of a, an SAP or Salesforce of e-commerce. So uh, we want people to associate us with this. Um, and, and then from there, you can start to, you know, walk backward and, and develop, uh, develop your narrative with a customer during a one-on-one. -on -one. But I think for us, from a marketing standpoint, you, you want to, to, to build this brand awareness. If you do not have the straights, I mean, a clear guide, a clear line and a clear messaging, um, this is when it gets complicated. And this was the biggest challenge for us when launching new products. Now we have a portfolio of six products. How do we make sure that all of this is coherent? Even if some products have nothing to do with the other for, in, in, from the perspective of some of our customers, uh, they will never touch some of our products. Um, so yeah, I guess in simpler words, trying to, 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 to find one message, agree on that, making sure that it's your lit motive. Um, and that you have then a narrative that stays coherent and compelling um, once you develop it from that point. So the critical challenges that you're sharing, Charles, are, I think, relevant to and interesting to a lot of other CMOs. So thanks for sharing that. The first one is you're covering emerging markets, yeah. uh, very dynamic and very fragmented markets. And... Um, I just finished a trip where I, we went with a tour of investors to uh, Singapore, Indonesia, Vietnam, and then um, uh, and, and Thailand. And so we heard firsthand about how different the environments are and how differently people think and what the challenges are. So that's really an interesting thing for you to share um, how you're addressing that. And then the second thing I think is because you have six different products and you have different ideal customer profiles, you're also challenged. You also have a challenge that you're addressing where you can get in the right box with the right kind of customer and then have flexibility to explain that we're not only that, right? So um, I was looking through your products, kind of the way you've organized it now. You have order management, warehouse management, control tower, operations, digital shelf, and parcel tracking. Yeah. Uh, are they all essentially like, there's probably like an 80-20 rule, right? So what yeah. are those? What are those? Are your your flagships in those uh, in that suite? So the order management and warehouse management are historical products. So they they, they today they represent um, uh, most of our revenue. Uh, all these four new products have just been launched. We have already uh, customers that we're so we're launching with them. We're um, uh, implementing the the, the solutions um, for them. But um, for now, they don't represent um, uh, a bigger share of our revenue. So right now. All of our, most, if not all of our revenue comes from um, order management and warehouse management. So order management historically is more, it's a product that is more approachable by smaller businesses. And this is where we started. Uh, so targeting SMBs, um, uh, you had all these companies, and this is again, due to the fragmentation of the market. Um, even if you were a small seller in Indonesia, um, five, six years ago, if you wanted to really reach maybe 50, 60% of the markets, you needed to be on four or five marketplaces at the same time. So the need for a tool to integrate all these channels and help you run all of your e-commerce operations um, was extremely high. So this is where we started as, you know, um, a SaaS, uh, you know, the SaaS product that you can buy with your credit card and you just get subscribe, you subscribe and then you, you operate. So 
very quickly in terms of volume this is where we got most of our customers warehouse management is more for companies that actually have warehouse operations logistics operation so uh, the the the, target, the addressable market is 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 smaller uh, for order management then we started uh, um, our the, again one key element key aspect of Anshanto is the idea that we the moment we decide to sell in a country we set up a team over there uh, and from a marketing perspective, also, it's extremely important for me, even though the marketing team at Anshanto is global, we have local sales implementation, account management, customer care team in each country where we operate, um, which develop this expertise of the market. So when a global player comes in Southeast Asia, um, uh, they cannot start working with either a, a foreign uh, a software provider that doesn't know anything about the region uh, or with super local players, uh, super local vendors. So Anshanto was the solution for them to, to have one solution that's where they could have their local team also talk to local people and have this local expertise being transferred. Um, so this leads me to, 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 your, to your question. Um, uh, we started moving away from uh, targeting smaller businesses to actually uh, target more mid-market and above and enterprise. So today our order management uh, still represents the, the the biggest share of revenue for Enchanto and followed closely by our warehouse management system, which are uh, quite often uh, used uh, simultaneously. I really like it. I think that number one is great because you're very aware of what makes your company differentiated for your clients. And really, um, the critical thing is that you have the global connection so that as a global player, they know that you understand global brands and that what global brands need, but then you also have the local teams that can interface with the local branches of uh, the local office, and so that they can talk in the in, in in based on the culture and the local languages and the local pricing and all the cons other issues, logistical issues, and so on. So I think that's a huge differentiator. Um, are there? Are you taking business away from other companies? And if so, who would you say are the companies that you know, that you're sort of, uh, yeah, that you're replacing? Um, so, again, the nature of e-commerce operations and software is that it's itself very fragmented. So there's this huge growth of e-commerce led to a lot of companies, you know, trying to capture your inventory management operations, your catalog management operations. So you have this galaxy of products that are just uh, supporting you with one or few pain points um so we have this competition where we if it's really a product driven uh requirement from our customers um uh, we will be in competition with those um then you have the idea that there are local and regional and global uh, actors so in local countries we will have uh, Vietnamese competitors, Indonesian competitors that are restricted to the market so for local businesses that do not look at expanding cross-border uh, and in other regions, in other countries. Um, this is the, the, the companies that we, we compete with. And then you have, yeah, when we compete with, with more global global players. Um, uh, so we don't have really Apple to Apple uh, competition, uh, if I may, um, uh, also because of this portfolio of, of, uh, of products that we now have. Um, uh, but yeah, it's um, any... We will meet sometimes, you know, very large players in, in even RFI, RFPs, uh, like your Manhattan, your channel advisor, etc. Um, and then, yeah, more local players that you might not have heard of. 
Um, briefly, from your point of view, then, regarding the future, um, what do you see as a CMO is changing and how are you addressing it? Um, so from Enchanto perspective, we're opening in Middle East and Europe. Um, so whole new set of challenges for us. Um, uh, everything is, is all of our belief and, and uh, ways of working are, are challenged. Um, so that's exciting. Um, uh, especially, yeah, France being French, certain sense of, you know, pride in, in, in going there and, and actually, uh, yeah, uh, launching into this market. Uh, same thing for the UK. Um, so yeah, so these are my challenges, um, uh, trying to, to also keep, uh, on, on so, so many, um, for the company itself, um, you know, time zones, so many time zones, how do we keep again, coherency and the company running as one, um, which is really something that we want to, we want to keep. We don't want to start having, you know, a fragmented company where you have your European, your Southeast Asian, uh, even all the way to Australia team, um, from, so that's one from a marketing perspective, I guess, uh, you know, moving where we have moved away, I think, from the pure, you know, lead generation objectives and, and um, um, basic KPI that um, uh, marketing had, I would say, in the past, uh, over the past 10 years. Uh, we are in the era of building brands, building media. Uh, so I think for me, it's one of the objectives, having this long-term vision of making Enchanto not only from a product perspective, this um, uh, leader and, and, and biggest actor uh, in e-commerce operations, but also being a media for, for, for all companies in the industry, um, uh, being a center of knowledge, uh, which is made even more difficult because of this market fragmentation and our global presence. Um, uh, so yeah, I think this is, Today, the biggest challenge, um, uh, of course, on top of revenue, et cetera. Um, and understanding its uh, attribution is definitely uh, something that we'll need to keep working on <laughs> and solve in the future to make sure that all of these uh, these activities and these investments that we're making are, are really paying off and are serving the business. Yes, it sounds, it sounds uh, really interesting, Charles, like the role you're in, because you get to see um, essentially emerging markets, how they're going through the adoption curve and how they think about the problems they're facing. But you also see global brands and how they're, how they're considering, um, looking at emerging markets. And I think that's really fascinating. And also the flow of the data that you have available across that whole global brand and local market space so that you can actually provide insight and feedback to the whole industry. Like this is what we're seeing and here's some trends. So that's incredible. Plus you have your cultural, uh, you know, um, goals where you try to create a cohesive culture across all those different offices. Maybe you could, we can end uh, with the last question, which is um, what's it like for you to work in Singapore and have all these offices? Do you fly around? What does your life look like from that point of view? Um... Super insight, super exciting. Um, uh, it's you know when you're in in business school and you have this cross cultural management classes and stuff feels you know so far away. Um, now working with I think we have fourteen nationalities in the in the company, something like this. Um, uh, it's incredible. Really, it's 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 super nice. You you you. Yeah, you get to meet. So I, I don't 
yet travel that much um uh started traveling a bit more but uh, yeah definitely I, I have a travel plan ahead of me um uh but yeah working with um uh, so Anshanto is between, uh, so has the headquarter in Singapore, but uh, most of our teams are also in India, where two of the co-founders come from, uh, so in Mumbai region. So most of my uh, my team in marketing is is over there. So I had the chance to go there, meet uh, everybody, and um, uh, working with so many yeah different cultures, nationalities is, I don't know. I feel like I learn every day. Um, just even in terms of perception of the market, perception of marketing, perception of of content. Um, uh, how to write, how to adapt. Um, it's it's really, really interesting. Awesome. Well, I think we would probably have other questions for you when we have you back next time. Yeah, uh, I just want to say thank you, Charles, for thank being you very much. the CMO podcast. And for everyone who wants to learn more about Enchanto, we'll have some notes. And uh, I think, you know, we'll have Charles back as one of our speakers at our events. So if you have more questions for him, let us know and we'll make sure to ask those in the next time. Sure. Thank you, Charles. Thanks, everyone, for listening and see you on the next uh, uh, episode of the CMO podcast. Thank Take you. Care. Bye. Bye.